everyone. Welcome to the Rotor Grinders Morning Grind Podcast. I'm your host, Stevie TPFL. It's Monday. It is December 9th. It's 2019, and we have nine basketball games to talk about here on today's slate. I'm riding solo today. Um, you know, give a shout out to Will, Chief Justice 06. He's not feeling the best. Uh, so letting him, you know, get better, get well rested. So he's back for the week 15 podcast on Thursday. But uh, going solo today, going to break down the slate. It's an interesting NBA slate. Uh, we have some games that, you know, we have some double digit total favorites and we have some lower totals. And then we have a couple games with some big totals. So, all over the board, a lot of teams on back-to-back, so could be a fun, interesting, lot of injury news type of day. So going to break it down first look style like we usually do here on the Morning Grind. If you guys haven't already, make sure you head on over to FantasyDraft.com. Check them out. The only rake-free DFS site out there. So if you want to play rake-free DFS, um, give them a look over there. Like I said, they're an awesome sponsor of the podcast. Love what they're doing over there on Fantasy Draft. They have a $25,000 NBA pick and roll contest up for today's slate. A big $6,000 double up over there, $2 buy-in. So if you want to play rake-free DFS, make sure you're checking out the memberships. Make sure you're checking out FantasyDraft.com. Again, only rake-free DFS site out there. Every single one of their contests rake-free. The memberships pay for themselves fast, so make sure you're checking them out. We're going to get started here, and we're going to start with the Clippers and the Pacers. No total in this one. It's a back-to-back for the Clippers. Kawhi is questionable. It's a back-to-back, and he has yet to play a back-to-back yet this season, so we'll have to see on him. Malcolm Brogdon is questionable as well. So, you know, obviously we start right here off the bat with some big news. So, you know, looking at this, um, you know, matchup, For the Clippers, um, you know, slower, slower paced game here, but you know, with with <laughs> sorry, um, with Kawhi potentially not playing here, obviously it's going to open up a lot. You know, we look at Lou Williams; he has a twenty eight point four percent usage rate, um, averaging one point two nine fantasy points per minute. Harrell's averaging one point four. Paul George has a 27% usage, averaging 1.35 fantasy points per minute. Um, So, you know, we didn't see a huge game from Paul George last time that Kawhi sat. Um, But, you know, we look at him in this spot, and I think it's definitely worth looking at him. He's only had a couple games this season with usage over 30%. Um, You know, he started off the season with really high usage, but he's kind of come back down. You know, you look at his last few games, 21.7, 24.8. He had a 35% usage rate against Washington. Um, And then, you know, 20.7, 28.25. So we really haven't seen big type of usage games from Paul George. Like I said, though, you look at that Memphis game, 28.25% in that game that Kawhi sat. So I think the upside is there, you know, 31.98% usage rates in the OKC game on the 18th that Kawhi was out against Atlanta, 51.2 with Kawhi out, um, 45.7% with Kawhi out against New Orleans. So, like, Paul George is very capable of big games here with Kawhi off the floor. So I, I don't man, mind him in this spot. Um, you know, I, I think he's, you know, playable, but um, not my favorite play on the slate. 
you know, Lou Williams, Harold, those guys are in play as well. Uh, don't hate those guys. But, uh, again, like, you know, this is a game that we're not expected to see a ton of ton of fast-paced play here. You know, the Clippers are seventh, but they're on the back-to-back. And um, the Pacers are 23rd going, you know, this game being in Indiana. I think that we see the Pacers try to slow this down as much as possible. Uh, going to the other side of this game, you know, obviously we're going to have to see about Brogdon. Brogdon is a huge question mark because if he's out, um, it opens up a lot of extra usage. And, uh, yeah, that's what we want to see. Um, you know, when we're looking at it, Aaron Holiday gets a bump. Jeremy Lamb gets a almost a 4% bump. Uh, Miles Turner gets a bump. So, you know, the guy that I'm, I'm probably looking at here the most is Sabonis. Um, 25% usage rate. Averaging over 1.22 fantasy points per minute um, when Brogdon has been off the floor. So if Brogdon ends up sitting here, I think Sabonis at 7,800 on DraftKings very much in play. I wouldn't hate taking some tournament flyers on Jeremy Lamb just because, um, like I said, his usage kind of goes up here. So, And, um, you know, depending on who who draws the start, um, Aaron Holiday or you know, I, I wanted to be TJ McConnell at 4,100. 4, he would be a lot more interesting to me if Brogdon sits um, than Holiday. Cleveland at Boston. No total in this one. Um, you know, looking at the Cleveland side of things, there's no one on the injury report for them. And then on the Boston side, Gordon Hayward is actually questionable for this game. He, you know, there's a potential of him. Returning, um, you know, he participated on in practice on Sunday, so they they have not ruled him out yet, and he is minimum salary on drafting, so that will be very interesting. Uh, Robert Williams has already been ruled out for this game as well, so don't have to worry about him um, playing in this one. So let's start here on the Cleveland side of things. You know, eventually, like, you know, Kevin Love's going to play some minutes. And this team's not going to get blown out. Um, I, I don't hate Kevin Love here. You know, when you look at it, you know, you want to see a game where they keep it close. But, you know, his usage has just been really, really low um, here recently. So I just don't want to expect a ton of usage from Kevin Love in this spot. Um, you know, outside of Kevin Love, like, you know, the guy that's been getting the usage is Colin Sexton. Um, you look at the last, you know, five games, 27%, 27 um, 26.7, 23.4, 27.7. So, like, the last five games, you know, Colin Sexton's had a ton of usage. More of a tournament play just because he's kind of all over the board as far as scoring goes. And it's not the best matchup here against Boston, but, again, like, the uh, the usage is there. For Sexton so um you know don't mind taking a shot on him here in this spot um outside of that probably not going to go too crazy here you know if, if Kevin Love were to sit or something obviously that would open things up you know Garland he's been playing 30 minutes um a little bit but like I said, don't really love this one. And then as far as, you know, the Boston Celtics go, again, these two, these two teams are both bottom 10 in pace. So, you know, you really expect this game to go kind of slow. Um, 
you know, Kemba at 8,100, if this game stays close, like if you're playing like some Kevin Love or something, and I think Kemba has some upside. He put up 46 fantasy points in the first meeting between these two teams. Um, outside of that, you know, all these guys are kind of priced up. Jason Tatum, I don't really love the price points. Um, Jalen Brown, you know, he needs a type of ceiling game to really pay off his price tag. So just don't love the pricing here on these guys. Um, you know, even Marcus Smart, you know, who, who played 28 minutes against Denver the other night, coming back a little bit. Um, I just – I don't even love that. So, you know, Boston for me, if you want to take a flyer, you know, maybe a Daniel Tice but um, or Ennis Cantor just because one of the other big guys is out and maybe they free up and play, you know, five extra minutes apiece. Moving on, we have Toronto at Chicago, 216 total here. Toronto's favored by five in this game. Van Vliet is um, questionable here, so we'll have to see if he ends up playing or not. Um, I'm going to put him as questionable. He left the game Sunday and did not return, so I put him as questionable. Obviously, we don't have an injury report yet for him. Um, and then Stanley Johnson's doubtful. Patrick McCall is questionable because he's getting really close to returning, so we don't know if he ends up playing here or not. And then – on the Chicago side of things, Otto Porter is still out. Uh, as far as Toronto goes here, like Siakam's price at 7,800 is not the worst, but I'm still kind of waiting for it to come down. You know, his usage has been down. The shot attempts have been down a little bit uh, with Kyle Lowry coming back, which we kind of expected. If Van Vliet's out, I, I think, you know, you can potentially look at Siakam here to get a little bit of a bump, and um, that would be fantastic. But, you know, even – you know, even with Van Vliet off the floor, like we, we still have seen about 30% usage from Siakam. It's just, you know, it, it, it's honestly, it's not really the worst matchup for Siakam. Chicago, one of the worst, if not the worst team in the basketball as far as rebounding the basketball. Um, this is a pace up spot for Toronto, not a terribly high pace up spot, but enough. Um, and, and then like, if you look at defensive efficiency, efficiency, Chicago's a team that's kind of middle of the road. So, you know, I honestly, I don't think this is the worst spot for Siakam. I don't hate Kyle Lowry under 7K. He's a guy that definitely has some upside, especially if Van Vliet doesn't play. Lowry's put up at least 38 fantasy points in three straight since returning from injury. And he's played at least 38 minutes in all three of those games. So the upside is certainly there. If Van Vliet misses the game, I think Norman Powell ends up playing some extra minutes, so I don't hate him. Um, as far as Chicago goes here, it's not the greatest matchup in the world. Toronto, a good defensive team. Um, you know, a back-to-back -back for Chicago in this game. You know, they played a lot of minutes against Miami on Sunday, so I don't necessarily love Chicago in this spot. If you want to run it back, um, you know, Markkinen played – you know, good minutes on Sunday, 37 fantasy points, but he just, he hasn't been consistent enough. Like, you know, for me, if I'm running it back, it's probably like a Zach Levine or Chris Dunn. Um, just kind of hoping for some upside, but yeah, Chicago is not a team that I, I, I really love in this spot. Uh, Detroit at new Orleans, two twenty-six and a half and a half total. New Orleans is favored by one in this game. Um, Reggie Jackson is still out. Derek Favors is still questionable. Darius Miller is out as well. Um, you know, starting here with Detroit, I think Blake Griffin is 7,200. Uh, you know, he has some really solid upside. We saw him have a good game against the Pacers. 
I think that um, he's certainly somebody we're going to be looking at here. Drummond is always in play. They don't really have anybody to match up against Drummond. Um, he has a ton of upside in this spot. So I don't hate him whatsoever. Outside of that, you know, Derek Rose, he's kind of been in that mid-20s. If we just start to see him uptick maybe two, three, four minutes, I, I, would, I wouldn't mind playing him a little bit more. Um, and then Luke Kennard is always very shooting dependent. Uh, this is, you know, a really good matchup. This team, you know, New Orleans, um, <laughs> New Orleans ranks second worst in defensive efficiency this season. Uh, so, you know, obviously we like to play, play this matchup and they're fifth in pace. So very fast paced team, uh, a team that doesn't play a ton of defense. So really nice uptick and, and bump here for production from Detroit. You know, I wouldn't hate ending up on maybe one of these backup guards, but I don't know which one to end up on. You know, Langston Galloway has been playing some really solid minutes recently. So he's 3,600 if you're mass multi-entering. Um, I, I don't hate it. And then on the New Orleans side, you know, Ingram's a guy that I, I've been playing a lot this season. He's had, you know, two kind of downer games here recently. I think this is a great spot for him to get back on track. I think he could have a big game here. Um, outside of that, you know, Lonzo Ball at 5,200, he's probably still too cheap. He kind of busted against Dallas um, on Saturday, which is perfectly fine with me. Don't mind, you know, co going right back to the well and um, taking advantage of people being biased on him. He's at he went over seven from three, shot 11% from the field. Um, I, I just, I like the upside here. And then, you know, if we get news that Favors does not play in this game, like, Hayes could potentially get in foul trouble. Okafor could potentially get in foul trouble. But, um, you know, with Drummond and, and Griffin here, like we could see plenty of minutes for these guys. Like Kendrick could end up playing some minutes. But, you know, it's hard to trust any of those guys. Sacramento at Houston, the highest total we have on the slate so far. It's a 227 total. Houston's favored by 12 in this game. Bagley is still out. Darian Fox is still out. Um, on the Houston side, Tyson Chandler is doubtful. Eric Gordon's out. Gerald Green is out. And Nene is out. Um, you know, starting here with the Sacramento side of things, Bielitsa had a really big game on Sunday um, against Dallas. Ended up playing 34 minutes in that game. Put up 50 fantasy points. That's three out of the four out of the last five games that he's gone for at least 30 fantasy points at 5,700. So, you know, good matchup here against Houston. I think he's very much in play. Outside of that, you know, Harrison Barnes is playing a ton of minutes, but, you know, his price is kind of up. Um, Rashawn Holmes is a guy that is a little interesting in this spot. Buddy Heald is a guy that, you know, he's gone over 40 fantasy points now in four of the last five games. He's 7,100, so he obviously has some upside to pay off this price. We know Houston plays at a really fast pace, and the Sacramento team plays at the slowest pace in the NBA. So with Houston, this game being in Houston – Really nice bump here for Sacramento. Really nice bump for some of these guys like Bielitsa, Heald, Bogdanovich, Bogdanovich. Um, those aren't two guys. I just totally messed up his name the first time. <laughs> Bogdanovich is a guy that really hasn't been playing a ton of minutes recently. Um, you know, Yogi Farrell has been stealing a few minutes here and there. I wish they'd just kind of sit Joseph and you know, he's been banged up and he played Sunday. Maybe he, you know, sits here with this back injury on the back-to-back -back and, like, we can play Yogi Ferrell in this matchup against Houston. It'd be fantastic. But 
Um, outside of that, you know, Trevor Reza, 25 minutes in three of the last four games at 4,300. But, yeah, I don't love that either. On the Houston side, you know, it, it's Capella at, at 7,400. I think he's one of the best plays on the slate. He has a tremendous amount of upside. I know he's kind of busted, but, you know, not the greatest matchups the last two times out. Uh, I think this is a great spot for Capella. You can always play Harden. Uh, I think Westbrook's price is a little high. Uh, his production has definitely been better recently. So I don't have an, uh, necessarily an issue with playing Westbrook. I just – I don't love the price tag. Um, we have seen the usage kind of been around, you know, 30 to 35% recently. So I, I don't hate that. But, you know, James Harden, he's still the guy here. Like, he's still the guy that you want. Um I know he's expensive, but 37% usage, um, only 20 against Toronto, 45, 55, 35, 37. Like, it's just James Harden is always a guy that just has massive, massive amount of upside. So don't hate James Harden here in this spot. Outside of that for Houston, you know, nothing really standing out to me. Um, you know, Daniel House Jr. is a guy that at 4,900 can put up 30-plus fantasy points. Um, so, I don't hate him, you know, especially when we're considering, um, you know, value guys on the slate, depending on what happens with a lot of these back-to-backs, um, depending if we need the value or not. Orlando at Milwaukee. 219 total here. Milwaukee's favored by 12 in this game. Aminu and Vooch are both still out for the Orlando Magic. Um, as far as the Orlando Magic go here, you know, Aaron Gordon, tough matchup. Don't love him. You know, Fournier, tough matchup. Don't really love Fournier. You know, I, I think the guy that stands out to me a little bit here is Isaac, but again, tough matchup. This might be a spot to kind of look, get away from the Magic, um, you know, I don't think this is the best spot in the world for them. You know, the Cleveland game the last time out was okay. Terrence Ross, had, you know, he had a really decent game. But, yeah, you know, as far as the Orlando Magic go here, Birch maybe. But, yeah, the Magic are going to be a team that I kind of stay away from unless, like, I'm playing Giannis and I'm just running it back with, like, a Isaac or, you know, one of those guys just, you know, just to be different. Um, but, Again, I don't love anybody on the Orlando Magic here. I don't even love Giannis at 11-3. I think Milwaukee handles this game pretty good. I think he could definitely go for like 6x in this spot. Maybe, you know, he always has the ceiling to go for 8x. But um, I just – I don't love this spot for Milwaukee in general either. This is probably one of my least favorite games on the slate. You know, Middleton's been a guy that's been shooting the ball pretty well recently. You know, Bledsoe is always a guy that has some upside here. Um, but – yeah, not a ton standing out to me from Milwaukee. Again, I think this game could potentially get out of hand, and I just I don't see a lot in this game um, outside of just taking some shots and game stacks. Uh, we got the Thunder at Utah. It's a two twelve total here. Utah favored by one in this game. Um, no injury news here on the Thunder that we have so far. Um, and then on the Utah side of things, and again, so just so you guys know, guys and gals, um, no, I am recording this podcast right now, and this Thunder game is in the third quarter, so I don't know if we're going to get any injury news 
from that game or not. So that's why we don't have an, an injury report on that one yet. Uh, and then on the Utah side, Mike Conley's still out, um, you know, really dealing with a hamstring injury, already ruled out for this game. So uh, let's go to the Thunder side of things. You know, this is a game where the Thunder on a back-to-back heading into uh, Utah from Portland. I just, you know, this is a spot that I don't love it. Um, Utah, middle-of-the-road pace team, you know, 11th in defensive efficiency this season. The Thunder, good, uh, solid defensive team. The Thunder, 21st in, in, you know, pace. So I I just think this is going to be a game that we just don't see push too fast. And, you know, for me, I just don't really love anything on the Thunder side of things. I, I think you can take shots on, like, SGA. You know, he's always a guy that's semi interesting, but, you know, Chris Paul. Paul's, you know, put up some big games over the course of the season. I think um, he's a little interesting, but, you know, I don't love him. He put up 40 fantasy points the first time these two teams met. So, like, the upside is there. If Steven Adams doesn't have, like, any type of minute restriction or anything, they're definitely going to need him in this spot. So, I don't hate him. But, you know, again, I don't love this spot um, in general. Schroeder at 6,300, if he was a little cheaper, uh, like, I would play him in this spot. but. I don't love this one. And then on the Utah side of things, you know, Bogdanovich is always a guy that I like to play. Um, outside of that, though, like Donovan Mitchell, he he's a guy that has upside. Rudy Gobert has upside. Joe Ingles um, has been playing a little bit of point. We talked about that the other day. Um, it's with – been playing a little bit of point guard with Mike Conley out. So don't hate Joe Ingles if you want to get weird. Um, he's 5,400. His price has increased, but he's put up at least 36 fantasy points in two of the last three games. So don't hate Joe Ingles here just to kind of be different. And, um, you know, Moody played 22 minutes against Memphis over the weekend, but <laughs> it's really hard to, really hard to trust Emmanuel Moody. Uh, Minnesota at Phoenix. This is a back-to-back for Minnesota. Uh, Jake Lehman is still doubtful. Jeff Teague is really banged up right now, so it'll be really interesting to see if they roll him out here on this back-to-back. He's been dealing with a little bit of an ankle injury, so we'll have to kind of see. It was a game-time decision on Sunday, and it's a back-to-back. So, um, And then on the Phoenix side, Aiton is still out. Baines is questionable. Assuming that everybody plays here for Minnesota, um, you know, Towns is always very interesting. I think the price tag is very solid on him. So um, I think this spot is definitely okay for Cat. If Teague sits, um, you know, I, I think that you could potentially look at Wiggins here at 7,300. We, we, we know that he's had some big games this season with Teague off the floor. So I wouldn't hate um, Wiggins here. Covington gets a little bit of a bump. Um, but outside of that, you know, there's not too much standing out to me. If Teague doesn't play, maybe Napier plays 20 to 25 minutes at 3,100. He would definitely be in play. On the Phoenix side, you know, it's obviously going to depend on Baines or not, if he's going to play, if Dario is going to play. Dario is expected to play, though. Um, so 
Um, and Baines is kind of in the same predicament. I think that, you know, Aaron Baines ends up playing in this game as well. So for me, I think you can look at Devin Booker in this spot at 8,500. And I think he's a guy that always has upside. Um, you know, rookie Rubio always has some upside. Ubre has upside. But outside of that, if Baines comes back, I'll probably stick away from the, the big situation here. Uh, moving on, we got Memphis at Golden State, 217 total. Golden State favored by three in this game. You know, Anderson is doubtful. Clark is out. And Morant is probable. So he's expected to return here. Um, you know, starting with the Memphis side, depending on what we're going to get here um, with Morant after the back spasms. So we'll have to kind of see if we get any type of minute restriction. Because if Morant's going to go out here and play 30 minutes in this game against Golden State, he has massive upside at 6,900. Um, you know, before he got hurt, he put up three out of his last four. He put up at least 44 fantasy points. So there's a lot of upside for Morant here. Um, outside of that, you know, I don't hate Triple J here. I think he has a lot of upside in this matchup. You know, I just – I don't love the total in this game. Like, I think this is a game that – Really could potentially go over the 217 and a half. But um, obviously, Golden State has disappeared at times this season. So, um, outside of that, like, you know, Solomon Hill has been playing big minutes with Anderson and Clark out. So, if you want some minutes out of a cheap guy that <laughs> every once in a blue moon puts up a big game, you know, Solomon Hill's there. But you know, I'm always more in time, in time inclined to take guys that just have upside. And I just – Solomon Hill just – I never feel like Solomon Hill has a ton of upside. Um, on the Golden State side of things here, D'Angelo Russell played 29 minutes against Chicago last time out. You know, I, I think that with his price kind of decreasing here, I really like this spot. You know, everybody – Remembers the old school Memphis teams, and this is just not the same. Uh, they're a bottom 10 defensive team in defensive efficiency, and they're a team that's playing six fastest in the NBA this season. Um, so it's actually a really nice putt pace bump for Golden State. So D'Angelo Russell, assuming that he plays his normal amount of minutes here, I think he's very much in play. Paschal has some upside here. Draymond played 30 against Chicago. Um, I think it was on Friday, uh, maybe Saturday. You know, he's just dealing with his Achilles injury, and I just worry about him, you know, just playing big minutes. Um, you know, Alec Burks, if he's off the bench, I don't mind that. Um, Bowman, you know, his minutes have kind of gone away now, so I don't really want to trust that. Willie Cauley-Stein's minutes are all over the place, so I don't want to trust that. And then, like, Looney, he hasn't been playing big minutes either. Um, so, really can't trust that. So, you know, for me on Golden State, it's Russell. I don't hate Burks. I don't hate Bowman. But, again, Bowman's minutes have just kind of gone away. So, I don't really want to trust that either. So, Russell and uh, Burks here for me on Golden State. Uh, that wraps it up, man. We're going to play – the morning grind game, and then we're going to get out of here. Um, I totally usually do these when I'm doing solo podcasts before, <laughs> but I did not um, I did not do that today. So, yes, um, let's see here. I'm looking for a play under 5K to 7X. 
this would be really easy if we knew if Gordon Hayward was going to play at 3K. Um, I'm going to kind of just throw out there that I, I think Teague ends up sitting. I could be completely wrong. Um, but if Teague sits, Napier at 3,100, I think he's a guy that could go 7X. I think he would definitely see an increase in minutes and could go for 7X here. Um, over 8K to under 5X, my bust play of the day. Um, I think I think Harden has a big game today. So I'm going to go with Westby. Westbrook, Russell Westbrook as my bust. My favorite 6X play on the slate. Remember, this is the night before. Um, man, if we had some injury news here, I think it'd be a lot easier to do this one. Um, really stalling again, like just because usually, like I said, I usually do this before, um, but I did not do that today. Uh, give me Blake Griffin. I think Blake Griffin's a guy that has a lot of upside in this spot and um, could definitely go for 6X. Uh, let's see my let's get weird GPP play of the day. Um, my let's get weird GPP play of the day today is Mo Bamba. I don't think a lot of people will play him again. This is a large field tournament playing multiple teams type play. Mo Bamba's 4,300 going up against Milwaukee. He's a guy that like could pick up a couple extra minutes here if this game gets out of hand and, if Mo Bamba plays 20, 25 minutes in any game, he has a bunch of upside. So maybe he only plays like 20, but I think even in 20 minutes here, he's a guy that can go for 30 fantasy points. So he's my let's get weird play of the day. Uh, it's Monday. I, I tried to look for lower stakes tournaments on different sites, you know, for Mondays, but um, did not dig into this too much. So I'm going to go back with a contest that I've talked about in the past. I don't love this one, but I think it's okay for a low stakes player. It's the 20 K high five single entry $5 tournament on DraftKings. It only, it pays less than 20% of the field, which, you know, I, I don't love that. You know, I talk about building bankroll. I talk about that all the time on how I think it's very important to find tournaments that, you know, pay out 22 to 25%. So I don't love that, but it is a min cash 2x and first place is going to make, you know, 2k, which in the top 10 is only getting 27% here. So this tournament is a tournament that you can 5x your buy-in uh, with a top 100 finish. If you look at it, um, you know, it's definitely a tournament that is very, it, again, it's not very great for building bankroll, but if you want to start getting into you know, taking down larger field tournaments. This is 4,756 people. Um, you know, if you look at like the $55 tournament, it's 3,100 people. So the $12 single entry is 3,900 people. So there's a lot of tournaments here, um, you know, that you can comp this tournament to. So I don't hate it. Um, to finish, saw favorite over under on the slate. I'm going to take the Golden State game going over 217 and a half. I kind of talked about that when we were going through, um, but I, I like the over in that game. I, I do think that um, that kind of hits here. So that's going to wrap it up here for Monday. Again, you know, give Will some love over there on Twitter, Chief Justice 06. Um, hopefully he gets to feeling better here soon. 
don't like when my buddy is sick or any of my friends here or any of you guys. I don't like when anybody's sick, but it's definitely that time of the year. So, um, you know, make sure you're giving Will some love over there. And, um, yeah, we'll be back tomorrow talking some more hoops. Hope everyone has an awesome, awesome day and uh, crushes on this slate. And um, we'll see you tomorrow.